1: I want to bring in Bill Kelly of AM 900 CHML and Andrew Lawton over at AM 980 CFPL as we bring in our global news talkers to discuss what's going on around our region. Hey, guys.
0: Hey, how's it going tonight? It's
1: busy. Yeah. it's okay. Talk is never boring these days.
0: Hey, listen, if you're looking for some action then, come on to Lock Street on Sunday, Alex.
1: I I was listening and I heard. So, yeah, for our audience. So Hamilton could be the uh, scene of a real showdown between two different protest groups planning to face off on Lock Street. That's that street that about two weeks ago uh, anarchists trashed the businesses. And I guess this Sunday there was a march planned with one group that calls itself uh, Patriots. Um, it's, got,
0: it's called the Patriot Walk on Lock. There you go. Uh, it's called, well, identified as uh, by the the cops I've talked to is a right wing group actually it's a a, a series of right wing groups uh uh, some of the names of, of the guys that are involved in this, we're told, are the Proud Boys, the Three yep. Percenters, the Ontario Northern Guard, Soldiers of Odin, names that are familiar. I mean, you, you've heard of these guys, too.
1: Well, yeah, I've heard bits and pieces of them, but there's this other group, I guess, called the Hamilton Against Fascists, and they now plan to also have their yeah. own little rally, and yeah. they will walk towards each other, and Long Street is their... Um,
0: the their, Patriot Walk, yeah. the, the, the right-wingers that we just talked about here, apparently say they're there to support the local businesses. I talked to the local business today, and they said, we we don't want them here. Thank you very much. Yeah. So this other group comes up there. This is Hamilton's Against Fascism. Uh, and they're going to march at the same time on the same street. So what could possibly go wrong?
1: Well, here's the thing. It's happening during the daytime, but yeah, I, the I I daytime, suspect, yeah. uh, Bill, that, that the police are ready for it this time.
0: Yeah, they say they will be highly visible. They won't go beyond that. they just because they don't want to give away what tactics they're going to mm-hmm. use, but... Uh, we'll see, because they have been criticized. I mean, you know, we talked at a great length about what happened with that incident a couple of weeks ago on that Saturday night, and and a lot of the residents and a lot of the businesses were saying, look at yeah, thanks for showing up, guys, but you know what, you might have been able to be a little more proactive on this, so there's a little pressure on the police here, too.
1: Well, there is, and Andrew, I mean, it's it's, I kind of look at this as a loss both ways, because... Uh, Lock Street residents and the businesses there are going to be really extremely stressed out because the last thing they need to do is have to repair businesses again. And if the cops move in at all uh, and people get hurt, then they'll they'll be called you know monsters. But if you let these guys kind of command the show and not do anything, if they step out of line, then they've won.
2: Yeah, and the name of the game for police is obviously de-escalation. We had this in London a few months back for, well, really, I mean, every month for, I think, the summer and and the early fall where we had uh, Pegida, which is an anti-radical Islam group that was Mm -hmm. demonstrating, and then all of a sudden you had the Antifa and the uh, so-called anti-hate protesters that were trying to protest the protesters. And, (laughs) And when you have two groups whose stated purpose is to be there, to be at odds with the other one, you're starting off from a point of conflict. So I I don't envy the the police. I know that when there is uh, what happened a couple of weeks ago as kind of a baseline point, their goal is, look, if these people want to demonstrate and display, that's fine, but you, you can't start damaging property. I hope that people don't come to blows. I would be honest uh, with you by saying that I'm not optimistic that there won't be physical altercations just because these tend to happen at every one of these types of events.
1: Well, because it only takes one teeny tiny wrong move and and they're already tense and then uh, the, the and perception then the, of the, yeah, a
2: wrong
0: move. Even.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and therein lies the problem. And, right. and Andrew is absolutely right. I mean, the cops are between a rock and a hard place. I mean, and we talked about this after the last incident. It's, nobody was saying, hey, you should have been there with water cannons and bayonets and that. I mean, you know, we have to be re- pragmatic about this. But at the same time.
2: If the Amazon they are using bayonets still, I'm, uh, I'm on board with
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they might for Sunday. You <laughs> know. <laughs> I, when did when did Lock Street when, yeah. when called Lock Street when did this become a battleground for these I sorts of activities? I'm, I'm I'm flummoxed by this really.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like uh, you know, go up to a shopping mall. I mean, Lock Street's all just little mom and pop shops. I mean, it's yeah. just the very kind of antithesis of of like big box stores. But there's the other side of this bill where the Hamilton, I guess, officials are saying that they want to ban hate groups from using public parks. Yeah, okay. In theory, that's great, but how do you define a hate group? What you oh. consider hateful may not be what I Consider hateful.
0: That's the problem, and I know there's some anti-poverty activists and others that made presentations to council. And and the, on the surface, you're right. That sounds like hey, that's a very laudable thing to do. But uh, that's in the eye of the beholder, isn't
2: right. it? Right. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Well, and that exact thing is what happened in London in response to the Pagita protest. You had City Council that passed a motion banning uh, the assembly uh, of any group that is, you know, a hate group on on city grounds. And there's no clear definition for what a hate group is. The if if, if you take the line as anything that violates the criminal code provision on hate speech, then fine. But counsel tried to go far beyond that, and there has been a challenge put forward, a legal challenge put forward against that, because you're very right, both of you, and you say that, you know, council just saying something is hateful doesn't mean it has a legal standing to say you don't have the right to speak on public property. It's called
1: the charter. Yeah. Hey, guys, I do not want to let you go without playing this uh, sound up because you'll probably use it all the time now in the next couple of days. But uh, Finance Minister Charles Sousa stepped in it uh, during a photo op for a hospital funding announcement. He said this.
0: Thank you for the eye candy behind (laughs) me. (laughs) Ouch.
1: So these are doctors and nurses and health professionals all nervously laughing. And look, I don't get too offended. I got a thicker skin. I get that he's being light. But this is the party that preaches progressive, you know, moral high ground, Andrew. And I I assure you, if Doug Ford said this kind of comment, heads would explode.
2: You know, I wouldn't care if there wasn't this knee-jerk reaction whenever someone on the right does something like this, and that's my only concern here. I don't give a hoot. I think he's making a joke. I think he's saying it's a good-looking crowd, and that used to be the thing that you say when you're on stage. Oh, it's a good-looking crowd here. So I don't think there's anything wrong with what he's saying, but you're right. that What's good for the goose has to be good for the gander. If we're going to take MPPs like Jack McLaren, and we're going to take other MPPs that make jokes that are part of that kind of caliber of humor here, and we're going to cause them to issue formal apologies and send people to sensitivity training, and we're going to make it nuclear and bring it up in question period, then you've got to start enforcing those rules across the board. If I had my pick, I'd say we force everyone to tone it down and get less offended. But that's not the area that we have to live in. So Charles Duzo will have to walk this back. Yeah. It might be a slight victory for conservatives, but everyone loses in the long run.
1: Yeah. And, and look, it wasn't the only bozo eruption today because, uh, you know, Stephen Del Duca in uh, question period then called uh, a question that Lisa called essentially Lisa McLeod adorable, which yeah, not the best uh, move, yeah, well, Bill.
0: <laughs> well, look at. It- yeah, I mean, you know, uh, let's have a little meeting here at the caucus, okay, and say, look at you two, you're not Jerry Seinfeld, okay, your ministers in the cabinet, there's a responsibility, there's a higher level that you guys are supposed to aspire to, don't try to be funny, just back it off, and and, and uh, are they not aware of, of the sensitivity that's going out there these days, dial it back, guys.
1: Well, yeah, because they're the ones who make the biggest stink about it, and I guarantee sure. a wind's just shaking her head going, guys, like, we are now three months away from a, an election, and you just can't make any missteps these days. Yeah,
0: she, she's looking at this right now and saying, boy, I really needed that today. I
1: really need a scotch yeah, right now. the
0: polls you were just talking about
1: <laughs> earlier. Yeah, no kidding. All right, guys, well, stay tuned. We'll uh, chat next week. we keep our fingers crossed that nothing happens in uh, Steel Town on Sunday, Bill. Thanks.
0: Bet you. Bet you. Thanks a lot, Alex. All
1: right, that is Andrew Lawton, who you can hear on AM 980 CFPL, and, of course, Bill Kelly over at AM 900 CHML. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.